Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 passes another milestone at the box office. Unfortunately, the MCU loses another previous villain, and the MCU cast has gained a little bit of a thing. <laughs> it's a, it's a s- skin tag on my butt. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. We're here to cover the news today. It's the news, news day! The news and all of your feedback. We've got a <laughs> lot of things to talk about. Uh, season 5 coming. Oh, that's exciting. And we talked about that last week, but we know when it's airing now. Uh, we know about it. Which is a little, a little bit more strange, but... Yeah, we're going to talk about all that. But first thing, this is just a little housekeeping, and we want to talk about this. We'll try not to spend too much time on it. It's a little bit of a commercial for us. We uh, we mentioned it on yesterday's cast, but a little more detail today. We've got a Patreon. Yay! Patreon.com slash MCUcast. Just really... People have been asking us how they can support the show. They've been like, can we do this? Can we do this? Is there anything? We, you'll have any merch? Do we have anything? Blah, blah, blah. This is uh, w- what we're doing, for at least for now. Uh, MCUcast. Uh, Patreon.com slash MCUcast. Uh, and you can subscribe to our Be a Patron. And it uh, withdraws whatever you subscribe every time we post new content, which we will only do on Patreon once a week. So uh, you may, we may drop six episodes, but you'll only get charged once. Um, so once a week, uh, we'll be dropping an episode. And it's really so we can start uh, up in our game here. We're, we're, we're always working on getting it sounding better um, and expanding what we do and trying to keep keep the consistency up but also like if we can really if we really see that there's a hunger for supporting us out there we will uh we will start expanding our content you know you might start seeing other other podcasts that we're interested in doing um either together or with other of our nerd friends here in town or Um, solo i've got this great solo idea he's got a solo idea and i've I've been developing it for like five months now and have not gotten really any any ground covered yeah it's just it's tough when you're doing full-time jobs it really is but and about a house uh, and buying a house that's that's been a that's been a, a struggle too uh but you know uh we're, we're, we just want to keep the consistency and the quality high for you guys um so just it's available if you want to check it out patreon.com slash mcu cast uh the there's some rewards on there. You can see all the tiers. Uh, everyone who subscribes will get anything we do for Patreons. Like we might do, we've, there's talk of possible live episodes where only Patreons will have access to them. Uh, there's t- we've, we've talked about doing releasing content early for Patreon subscribers. There might even be some specific Patreon only content that you only get if you're a Patreon subscriber. Uh, but I can tell you one thing that is going to be for only Patreon subscribers. What's that? For every subscriber, for every patron we gain. <clears throat> Whatever the workout of the day is, I'm gonna do one rep for each letter of your name. <laughs> and if you want, if you want, if you so desire, you can tell me what the workout of the day is. Ooh. <sighs> hey, you know what? Uh, it's hard to do, but you know what? Let's do it. Let's I like do it. it. I like it. I will eat a Cheeto for every letter in your name. <laughs> <laughs> but do it slowly, <laughs> slowly and Live. lovingly. <laughs> Do it. Take a shot between every one of them. <laughs> oh gosh! 
a shot of fireball. Oh, like you did on that Facebook. I could video. do a shot of fireball for every. Uh, oh God, every letter in their name. I could do that. Could um, you? Because that sounds like alcohol poisoning. I don't know, man. I've done it before. <laughs> you start um, to not be able to spell their name afterwards. Yeah. Was that an N or an M? <laughs> There's lots of humps on that. <laughs> Um, okay. Your name's not even in English. But uh, real quick, the rewards are, uh, you know, uh, if you're if you're at the, if you subscribe at the one dollar level, you get your name and thanks and everything, and you get access to all the Patreon stuff. If you subscribe at the two dollar level, then every six months we're going to send you some sort of MCU cast swag. Um, and I'm hoping that's going to be, it's going to be around the t-shirt level of swag, <laughs> like a cool t-shirt that's probably got some Marvel inside jokes on it and the MCU cast logo. Um, oh yeah. We'll send that out. We've got some pretty solid inside jokes. Yeah, you know I guess, what I really want is to have, that? I want to have a, a mashup of Drax and Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force <laughs> and be like, yeah, baby. <laughs> but like, you know, as if Carl were, um, we're cosplaying as Drax. I think that would be hilarious. All right. I like it. Um, <laughs> I think that's more of a uh, internal Jeff thinks of himself a little like Carl and he wants to be Drax. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's, that's but, fair. That's more than fair. <laughs> but that's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely work out some cool swag for you guys. If not t-shirts, we might do some cool shot glasses or tumblers or yeah. like some cool MCU cast stuff that you'll get every six months as a subscriber at the $2 level. If you go to the $3 level, you get to commission an episode. And depending on how many people we have at this level will be how often you can do it. Uh, so if we only get a couple of people, and that's why I wanted to go ahead and get this out, it's because we're about to have a big uh, a big area, lull. time of a big lull in content. We're going to have some free time. We're going to have some free time. And so, uh, not really, but the cast will have some free time. <laughs> uh, and so we're going to still... Try to keep it keep it to a week, and anyone that wants to subscribe at the three dollar level, you get put in the rotation to commission an episode. You can uh, pick whatever movie or TV or like whatever content you want us to conversation as, topic, conversation topic, a debate. If you want us to have a serious debate, if you want us to try to get a certain guest that's like in our network or something oh, on here to like, if you want us to get the DC guys on to argue about something, we can do that. Um, <laughs> like we'll, we'll do it. Whatever your idea is, we'd love to, we'd really love to, uh, if you want us to bring Seth Everett back and just have him rant about how bad agents of shield is and be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. go on with that. We can do, we can do all kinds of stuff. Uh, but just, Feel free to commission an episode at $3 level and the $4 level you get the swag and the uh and the commission and the commission an episode. Okay. So that's the rewards right now. If you have any ideas for rewards, feel free to shoot us those. We uh <laughs> if you want to drop 10 bucks on us per thing and then tell us what you want, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> At some point, it's prostitution, Jeff. Uh, okay. No, um, but we really will do whatever uh, whatever episodes you guys want, and I think it'd be, it'd be really fun. So uh, check it out. If you have the shekels to spare, spare the shekels. We really appreciate that it. That is the second and third time you said shekels, and I'm, I'm still like, that's not a real word. It, it's a word, man. You're, okay. You're crazy. All right, guys. Well, we're going to get into the other, the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe news, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe cast news right now. What do we got, Jeff? Well, um, let's start with the sad stuff first so that we can be happy at the end, okay? Yeah. Powers Booth passed away. Oh, man. Gideon Malik can no longer come back in any form. Wow. That's really sad. That is very sad. It's so just... And it, was, it wasn't even like... 
you know, it, it wasn't like an accident or anything. It was just natural causes. Mm. So, you know, it was just his time. It's unfortunate. Oh, I, I, yeah, that's it's pretty pretty wild with natural causes. He he didn't seem that old. Uh, he was in his sixties. Yeah, that's that's young though. I mean, yeah, for yeah, this day and age, this day and age. That's when Betty young... White has lived to be like a billion. Yeah, she's like one hundred and seven. <laughs> um, yeah, that's sad. Uh, great. We we you will be missed, Powers Booth. You were pour you were, one out for Powers Booth, everybody. Pour one out. He was he was a great addition to this universe and all all, all the stuff he did over the years. Really great. Great actor. Sad to see him go. Yep. So uh, let's see. Next up, let's let's keep going with the uh, with the Marvel TV stuff. Uh, Inhumans was announced to run on uh, on Friday night at nine p.m. on its uh, on its initial uh, what is the word? It's maiden voyage. It's it's freshman year of being on. Yeah, this is on screens. <sighs> This is not great news. Yeah, it's kind of. It's also kind of sad. Uh, Friday is is universally known as the death slot, yeah. Especially for Fox, I'm pretty sure like Firefly was on Friday nights. Oh God, a uh, lot of a lot of really great, especially science fiction and genre shows have been Friday nights right before they've been off the air. Yeah. So I'm a little little nervous. Uh, they are. They, it's weird though because they're starting it on Friday, and I think the Inhumans has is going to have a big draw. And have we passed the time? The real question is, have we passed the time where... uh, The night doesn't matter? The night doesn't matter. I think we have, because if you look at at night of ratings... Right. Night of ratings nowadays are so unbearably low. They look so low compared to old TV. But you look at night plus three, and then especially like day plus seven, the ratings are... Like right on par with where they have been, yeah. or higher. People just watch things now when it's time when it's they have time to watch things. Yeah, people consume content in completely different ways nowadays. Yeah, especially for shows that are on late or on at weird times, you're going to see more Hulu uh, subscriptions and more Hulu uh, viewings and and DVR recording viewings and you know TiVo and all that all that stuff. Like you're going to see that more than anything. Especially on in, in humans right now and Agents of Shield because it was announced with Agents of Shield they're getting a twenty two episode renewal which is amazing which is great for season five but it won't start in fall it's actually going to pick up on the the night and time slot that uh, that the Inhumans is going to be starting on so another oh, well, whenever so the Inhumans the, finishes in effect they're moving Agents of Shield to the death slot which is bad news. But to be honest, I wasn't sure we were getting a fifth season. So Man, I'm, I'm just I'm real happy that we're getting a fifth season. A, it's been so amazing in the fourth season. With that with that teaser at the end of season four, which we won't talk about too much because okay. it's spoilers. Uh, this if you ha- if you're not watching Shield, if you're tuning into this because it's a news episode, and if you're not watching Shield, I said on the last episode we should all tell our friends how good this show is. So I'm telling all of my friends right now, all, all of, of my you, friends, all of my friends are the people who are in this listen to this show. I don't know anyone else. Um, this show is great this season, uh, and it's looking amazing this for next been season. The best show that it's ever been, and it's honestly, it's the best show on TV. It it this season rivaled all the Netflix shows. It is now squarely in the middle of the Netflix kind of universe. I think Daredevil still maybe edges it out, but it's I think be- better than Iron Fist, probably better than Luke Cage. It's like it's it's in that range, you know. I would put it squarely on par with 
Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Yeah. Daredevil being slightly higher. Yeah, Daredevil's great. Uh, especially with Punisher. But this, they had freaking Ghost Rider this season. If, you, if you're not not paying attention, they had Ghost Rider this season. They had LMD showing up. They just had really, really great science fiction, uh, science fiction and kind of like speculative fiction at its best. It was yeah. really, really cool. They had this great what-if arc where basically our heroes got put into a Matrix-style universe of... of you know, you're you're trapped in a digital world. Yeah, and we were worried it wasn't going to be uh, interesting enough. But man, they, they it turned out to be our favorite arc. Yeah, it, they, they turned they they really kept stake the stakes high and kept it interesting. So to check out Shield if you haven't. Uh, that's our little commercial for Shield. Go go check it out. It's <laughs> it's really really good. So speaking of speaking of the Netflix stuff, have you heard who's going to be in the Defenders? Who's that? Madam Gao is going to be showing up in the Defenders. I feel like that's like a had she had to be. She had to be, but she had never been seen in in the uh, the promo stuff in the trailers right. at uh, at Comic Palooza. Um, Mike Coulter, along with um, Finn Jones, so Luke Cage and Danny Rand were together. <laughs> um, they were talking about, like, somebody asked him in the Q&A session, who's going to be in the Defenders? Like, who can you confirm is going to be in the Defenders? And they start naming off all these people that, you know, you've seen them in the trailers and everything. They were very careful to try to make sure that you had seen everybody in trailers. And then somebody from the crowd yells out, Madam Gao! And Coulter's like, yep. And confirmed it right there. And I was just like, what? I like that they confirmed it on the... I don't feel like Madam Gao's a huge spoiler to know, because I just feel like she's been such a part of the war that's going on in Defenders yeah. that she has to be. She's She's got to be around. Well, you know, uh, I'll, I'll tell you some good news of yeah, people coming back that you probably aren't going to be surprised about, but are going to be happy to hear. Okay. Theo Rossi is coming back as Shades in season two of Luke Cage. Nice. I loved him. Yes. Yes. Loved him. Yes, yes, yes. And you are correct to have loved him. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, and Luke Cage season two, um, it started pre-production and the the pre-filming stuff recently, like within the past month, and filming is going to actually start next month. And uh, Coulter said at Comic Palooza that he is expecting Luke Cage season two to hit around early 2018. That's awesome. Man, just the way these shows are building and so many shows, these shows are great. They, they've been really good um, for the most part, the, these four Netflix shows. And... At least three of them, <laughs> and <laughs> the uh, seeing them develop, thinking about the fact that we get a season two of a show like this is just cool. And then the fact that they all come together to form the Megazord that is the Defenders—that's <laughs> uh, just man, what what a world we live in. And not just that, but like their best friends, all of all of their friends from the first seasons of their shows. Get to come back too. Yeah, like we get Foggy Nelson is showing up. Claire Temple's going to be there. Uh, Trish Walker is going to be there. Uh, Colleen Wing is coming in. Misty Knight's going to be there. Like it's so great. Yep, I'm so excited, man. So rad. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know what else is exciting? What's that? We got one. We nailed it. Yeah, we, we did. We called a continuity error. Oh yeah. And James Gunn admitted to it, not to us, but he admitted in an interview. On a, or a, a Facebook Q and A session that uh, he uh, he dropped a bit of continuity ball in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy two. We uh, we talked about it opening night when we were in our our yeah. cast hours after the release of the movie. Me and you said, "Hey, 
Wait a second. It doesn't make sense that he could be the FedEx drive, FedEx employee in, in Civil War because Civil War hasn't happened according to the timeline. And they showed him talking to the Watchers as they're going through the portal. Uh, so that's a bit of a time problem. Uh, of course, it's science fiction and they could do all kinds of things to fix it. But we, uh, we totally called that. Yep. And the fact that he admitted an, a continuity error is kind of amazing because no one ever admits to continuity errors. Um, I, there's one continuity error that I love that was admitted to you. Um, Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When Star Trek Voyager was released, the first episode, uh, there's a, there's a, a, a race called the Ocampa. Okay. And it's stated in that episode that each couple only has one child. Right. They can only have one child. Uh, which, Means your population shrinks by half every generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which doesn't take too long for your race to disappear. Um, and and uh, so there was a great uh, in in like a Star Trek magazine where they wrote in and they were like, if they only produce one child, how how did how did this happen? And they always do this. People write in like, here's a I, th- I thought of this error, and the Star Trek magazine would always be like, oh. Oh, that's because blah, blah, blah. It's just fine. Right. Uh, the, the Star Trek magazine just wrote, you got us. That was real. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> we just did not think that through. Um, anyway, I just thought that, I think that I love that story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, we get someone admitting to a, uh, a I'm just proud. I'm, I'm honestly real proud of us. <laughs> like hours after seeing it, we spotted the small, very minute continuity error that took like having to do the math between the years. Like it really took some, uh, it took some finagling to I figure mean, that out. It was so good job. And not I think only- it was mostly you with the, with the, I oh, think it was you, you know, with the math. You know how I and do. And then I think I might have helped I might have helped in the logic somewhere, but You know how I do. I'm like, okay, well how does that fit in into the timeline and when and how and where like what did that person see where he should have seen that uh, no yeah no that doesn't work. Nope, so, it didn't work. Uh, the the offering that that James Gunn gave is that maybe he's used the FedEx disguise a few times and He's, you know, it's something that he could go back to. Like yeah. that, that doesn't seem completely out, completely out of the uh, realm of possibility. I mean, absolutely. Stanley was a U.S. Postal Service guy in the 2005 Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, in the in the Baxter Building. So, like, he could do anything. He could be a FedEx guy at any point. He could be a FedEx guy multiple times. But it's still kind of nice that we had, we we found we found the flaw. Yeah. And yeah. James Gunn admitted as much. And you know, despite such grievous continuity errors, <laughs> that movie has passed 600 million worldwide. Ooh-wee. And it has In been two, out for two weeks. Two weeks here, three weeks worldwide. Um, that's pretty great. Rather, two weekends. Do you think it'll make a billion? Yes or no? I don't think so. I just don't think that it will. I think it's going to get up to about 900 million. Like between eight and 900. And yeah. and kind I, of I never want to count there. Guardians out because it is so. Last year they just had such a long tail. Yeah, on their on their on their. Um, but I mean, coming up we've got Alien Covenant coming up this week. Next week is Pirates of the Caribbean five. You're right. Right after that is Wonder Woman. That's gonna that's cutting the legs out from under Guardians pretty I hard. I think Wonder Woman's the one that's really gonna take it down. I yeah. mean, I think those others will obviously pull away from it, but Wonder Woman's gonna. 
I think decimate those are, it. I think those are really going to knock the legs last, off from under it. Last two years ago, when the other guy, uh, you know, Transformers came out and knocked the legs out from under it, but then it came... It was TMNT. It, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. It was TMNT, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It, like, rose from the ashes to take <laughs> back the number one spot How for a number awesome. of weeks. How awesome would that be if, like, three weeks in, like... or. Uh, for three weeks, it doesn't have number one. You know, it kept it for two weeks, but then like Alien Covenant takes it because everybody's an Aliens fan, and then yeah. I don't Pirates know of the Caribbean. Do, I don't know that Aliens is going to do as well as as the others. Well, it's in the seventy percent on on Rotten Tomatoes, but I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean's definitely going to take it. It's just that's a franchise they, to bank I on. I think they're going to take number one. Don't get me wrong. I think they're going to be number one, but it's not going to do as great as we I, think. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to like destroy it like Wonder Woman will. No, Wonder no, Woman's no. just such a crossover audience. Yeah, yeah. The exact same audience is is the ones going to see Guardians as the ones going to see uh, Wonder I just, Woman. I think it would be really great if like it holds number two or holds number one for two weeks and then goes to number two for three weeks because like. Alien does good, knocks it out of number one, <laughs> but then it just drops a whole lot. Right. And then Guardians is at number two behind uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And then drops. Yeah, I gotcha. And then that one drops. <laughs> and then Wonder Woman. I have a feeling. And then Wonder Woman's not that great. And then yeah. Guardians takes over again. Yeah, it would be great. I think at that point, it's going to be a little late for it. And yeah, I don't think Wonder it's going to happen like that. We'll probably have a little bit of a tale itself just because it looks great. I it does think. look really strong. It looks really, really great. And I'm hoping, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that it's going to be. I'm hopeful for them. Yeah, me too. You know, I want the, the DC on screen guys to have something good to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. All right. That was Let's, mean, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was expected. It was. You really got to vary well, up your blows. They can yeah. duck and Sorry. dodge them too easily. You know, uh, a month after that, though, Spider-Man Homecoming. I want to see you crunch numbers like Spider-Man Homecoming gets. Yeah, that one, oh man, Spider-Man Homecoming, I feel like is going to just take the take the box office. I mean, we've been talking about it for years, but it's the combination of Spider-Man, which is already, even even when they're bad, those movies make so much money, and putting Marvel's name with it, and putting Tony Stark in it, that's just... Oh yeah, you're taking an incredibly strong universe and strong franchise in Spider-Man, and then putting the strongest character from all of the MCU into his movie. Yeah. Like, oh my God, just take and, all of the and money. And then in Infinity War, they the first thing they released of Infinity War was a shot of Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, who I think is kind of the new Tony Stark. I mean, he's the, he's the, I think he's the most popular character of the n- new round of characters, you know? Yeah. I mean, they tried to get sort of a Tony Stark vibe out of Dr. Strange, but it didn't sure. quite, it didn't quite stick. But, I, well, I think they're just he that that movie's just not as solid as Guardians was, and and the character is not as delightful. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's, he's not just as not as outright delightful. Yeah, that's that's all it is. It's just they need to up his delightfulness a little bit. <laughs> I, no, they don't. They need to keep him who he is because that's the thing is like we have these different characters, and yeah, I, we and don't I, need a clone of Tony Stark in every movie. No, no, absolutely not. And and Chris Pratt is nothing, or uh, you know, Star Lord is nothing like Tony Stark. Uh, and that's not what we need. We need other interesting characters. Um, thanks to Jared Rudenstein for uh, sending us the story about the Inhumans uh, Friday night slot and the mid-season uh, opening up for S.H.I.E.L.D. He said most likely January, I think. I mean, based on it's going to be eight episodes, it's going to start mid-September. I think the, I'm thinking of, the end of it's going to happen around mid-November, yeah. 10th, 17th, the, 24th, I think is what And it I is. think they're going to have to go through the 
the Christmas holidays just to get those 22 episodes in. Yeah. So I think they're going to have to start S.H.I.E.L.D. in like November, right when the other show is ending. Yeah, so. I think they're going to have to pull an Agent Carter and, yeah. and like just take over where Agent Carter should have been. Absolutely. And then... Which I love. I really hate when shows take Christmas off because it's just like summer's already a dead time for all the shows. Like there's nothing to watch in the summer. And then when there's nothing to watch in the Christmas holidays too, it's like... People don't watch TV like that anymore, you know? It's like, just put stuff out all year round. <laughs> right. Just keep um, going. I understand you've got, you can only, you can't, you can only make so many episodes, but I like that Marvel is now going to have, like, a show on for 30, 30 weeks of the year, they're going to have a show on. <laughs> At the same time. Like, they could come up with another one and basically fill in the other 22 weeks, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they could just, like, have that time slot be the Marvel time slot, you know? If they come up with one more good summer show. <laughs> That'd be... I'd be down for that. Let's talk about some feedback, man. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just end it there. All right. We got Ashley on Twitter. Uh, she says... What a great follow-up episode. I feel like you could go on for another hour or two on everything Guardians. You're right, I can. You're right. I think Let's we, do that right now. We've already gone tonight on I'm more on Guardians, so yep, you're right. Uh, we could definitely talk more on Guardians. Thank I you can, for the in kind fact, do that. Thank you for the kind words uh, on the episode. We liked we liked pl- doing it. You know what? Thanks for such a great follow-up Twitter post. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's been a circle of greatness. Absolutely. And I'm glad you were a part of it. <laughs> Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, if Stan Lee was the beyonder or the one above all, he wouldn't have needed a space helmet to talk to the Watchers. That's a fair point. God, you're so right. I just That's the one thing that puts a hole in my beyonder theory, unless, is that unless, he had a helmet on. Unless, instead of we considering him being a, a space being with a helmet on, what if he was just... You know how he's been a FedEx man and a librarian? What if he's just being an astronaut at the moment? (laughs) Whatever he is that's jumping into different, like, job titles. Yeah. (laughs) He just wanted to be an astronaut when he grew up. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, every time I saw him, my my brain jumped to Vance Astro. And I'm like, no, that's stupid. Vance Astro was young. (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) That's beside the point. Uh, let's see. Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, Movie Hawkeye versus TV Oliver Queen. Definitely Hawkeye. Hawkeye's an Avenger. TV Oliver Queen isn't in the Justice League. Hawkeye villains, you got Chitauri, Loki, Ultron. Arrow villains, you got low-rent versions of Ra's al Ghul and Deathstroke. It's a fair, fair point. It's a fair, fair point. I think, uh, yeah, and that's where we landed last week. I, th- I think Hawkeye's the answer. As of now, they haven't made they haven't made an arrow that uh, can contend with our current Hawkeye. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't contend with Hawkeye being a, a Dollar General Batman. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> so anyway, Christian Fuentes said to us on Facebook, "Hey, how did you guys do with your Drax slash Star Lord weight bet thing? That used to be a part of the uh, podcast from nearly the beginning." And you're, then a tongue out emoji. You're like, right, Christian. We we have not mentioned it. We've mentioned it a couple times recently, but we have not been uh, mentioning it much because we did not do well. Uh, in a word, poorly. We did. We did. We did. Uh, uh, we we did well that I first some, year or nah, so. Dude, I had some sick gains, man. You did. You did. That's some great muscle composition coming in. Yeah, and you've, you've you've been working. To be fair, Jeff has done more toward it than I have. 
Um, he, yeah. he, I mean, I did a lot early on. I did a lot of working out. We took different tacks because you were going for a different body type than I was. I was just trying to slim down. You were the entire time trying to bulk up and build, build, build muscle. Um, and I was just trying to lose weight. Well, that muscle was going to burn off the fat. Yeah. No, I totally get that. It's tactics, man. It's I strategy. To- totally get that. And I need that muscle to look like tracks. Yeah. And you needed to start sooner to get those crazy shoulder things happening. Oh, the so, traps, man? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. So here's have the you thing. seen mine? I have seen yours. They're looking <laughs> good. It, Je- Jeff really did do a lot of work this year, uh, in the last two years. So it's been two years that we've been to this cast and talking about doing that bet. Here's what I say. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. We didn't make it. Uh, we said, next year we've got another appearance of Drax and Star-Lord. <laughs> Here's my commitment. I'm going to take a before picture tonight. Yep. Maybe we can take a before picture tonight. Uh, this will be for Patreon-only people. <laughs> uh, w- w- no, wait. For the Patreon-only people, I'll take my shirt off. <laughs> You're welcome. I won't. Um, <laughs> we'll take. We'll take. We'll a take it, you'll take your shirt off for like the Facebook post. I'll take mine off for the Patreon people. Actually, let's reverse that. Let's put the shirts on for the Patreon people. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you want to see these pictures with the shirts on, you gotta pay. You gotta us. pay. <laughs> you gotta pay up. To, you gotta pay us to put these away. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm so uh, dead. Okay, but Christian, here's my here's my commitment. We got a year till till uh till 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 that other movie. The next the next appearance. I'm gonna have an Infinity War on my body. I am gonna I'm gonna do my best. But I commit to you, because you've been more than fair, Christian. You gave us three years. Um, <laughs> you gave us three solid we, we years We said we improve. only needed two. We were going to have three. I will dress up as Star-Lord, no matter what. The reason I didn't want to do that is because it's expensive to buy that jacket. Yep. But I will buy that jacket and dress up as Star-Lord, no matter what. If I lose the weight, if I don't. And that way I'll have the motivation. No matter what, for this cast, I will dress up as Star Lord. Uh right. one year from one year from uh, a couple nights a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so we've got fifty two <laughs> weeks. We'll do our best. We'll lose as much as we can. We'll take some before pictures tonight and we'll see what we can do in a year. Okay. One year. One year. You will you do Drax with me? Yes, I will do Drax with you. We're gonna dress up. Even if we look like fat versions of Drax and Star Lord, if I'm gonna look it's like a fat version of Drax, I'm gonna do it like Carl from Aquatine Hunger Force. <laughs> I'm okay with as that. Drax. I'm okay with that. Uh, but we will dress up a, 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 a for Infinity War. We'll go to the movie as Star Lord and Drax. How about that? They call me the Star Lord. <laughs> All right, we got one year. Let's do this. Ready? Okay. High five. High five. Yeah. All right, we're back to it. We've been a little off our game, so thank you, Christian. You're right. We need to get back to it. It was a part of the podcast, and we let it go. Okay, so like C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. That's nine reps. That's nine. That's a solid set. Yeah. I'll do a solid set in your name, Christian. (laughs) You just got to give me a dollar. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. Now, just punch 10 cents. Come on. That's that's like $5 a year. <laughs> hey, and we really don't mind that. The, speaking of the Patreon thing, if you want to do ten cents, there are people. I'm I'm not a very rich man, and there are people that I want to support that I just don't have the large funds to do so. So I literally throw them a quarter. It's like if I can do a dollar a month just to help this cast out, like that I really love, you know, do I do it? Okay, all right, that's um, fair. 
It's cool. I like doing it. All right. So Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, talking about the uh, the Inhumans time slot. He said, Friday night, not great news. That said, how many times has Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. moved to a quote-unquote death slot and managed? Has it moved? Yeah, it's moved a ton. It's been moved back in the night twice. Oh, right, right. Back in the night. Did it start at 7 and then move to 8 and then move to 9? Yes. It was always Tuesdays, though, right? Yeah, it, well, it moved to later and moved to later every but time. Always Tuesday. Always Tuesday. Okay. And always now it's blue. been moved. Always blue. Always blue. <laughs> Sorry. Now it's been moved to a different day and same time slot, though, I think. Okay, so still going to be 9 o'clock on Friday. That's the, so the death slot. <laughs> oh, no. I liked it so much. Well, you know... I like it so much, Jeff. <laughs> honestly, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got better. Every time it moved, it got better. That's true. Because it could appeal to a, a more adult, adult audience. audience. Yeah. Not necessarily like NC-17 adult, but like a more mature audience. That would have been could, better. It could, <laughs> it could tackle more mature concepts and, and ideas. And I mean, we got freaking Ghost Rider. For sure, yeah. For sure, man. This has been, it's been a much better show at the 9 o'clock time slot. I have no, I have no complaints. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, Aaron Hecker said to us on Facebook, Hey, guys. Hi. Just some questions and rampant speculation. I've heard other theories that the Soul Gem is actually part of Heimdall, which still follows the Thanos pattern for the Infinity Stones. What if, at the beginning of Infinity War, we see Thanos destroy Asgard single-handedly and kill Heimdall to obtain the Soul Gem? That would definitely show just how powerful Thanos is. This would also create the option to rebuild Asgard on Earth in later movies. Curious about your thoughts. Thanks so much for this awesome podcast! You know what? You're welcome. You know, we've talked about what he needed to do, who he needed to kill in the beginning of the Infinity War. Yep. Uh, and we've talked a lot about it being Vision because he has, he also has an Infinity Stone. But yeah, I haven't really thought about him just mur- straight up murdering Heimdall. That would be pretty dark, especially if we see the true power of Heimdall. Because I feel like Heimdall is supposedly this super powerful being, but we've really only seen him stand around. Uh, well, I mean, in Thor The Dark World, we saw him take down a huge spaceship by himself, and then that's true. Like, more showed up, and he was like, God, come on! That's true. No, 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 we, we, we've seen him do a few things. I'm not, uh, yeah, that's, that's true. But uh, I think if we really see his power mm-hmm. on display in Thor Ragnarok, that might make him a perfect candidate to, to, to die in Infinity War. <laughs> Uh, I hate to say it. To be the Thanos fodder. Uh, I hate to say it. I, I, I love me some uh, Idris Elba, but... Somebody's got to die. I really Somebody's got to die, and there's no character that I don't love. Yep. It's, Not a I one. Mean, it's, honestly, it's on either Heimdall or on The Vision. That's where my money is for a person dying to show how strong Thanos yeah. is. In the, in, in the first part, who's going to die in the first part? I think somebody's going to die in the first part, and I think it's Heimdall or Vision is, or both. You it's know, a pretty safe bet. Oh, God. Yeah, both would be rough. I think the Vision might be able to exist if they take the Oh, the soul Vision gem. can be rebuilt. Right, right, right. If they take the gem out of his head, he might just be able to still be something less powerful without the Soul Gem. Yeah. I mean, is it the Soul Gem, or am I wrong? Is it, is it the his, Mind Gem? His is the Mind Stone. That's right, that's right. And Heimdall is the Soul Gem. Okay. Either Heimdall or the Hammer. But, um, I mean... The vision can be rebuilt. I, I, I honestly see Thanos destroying the vision being the thing that rallies everybody together. Thanos destroying the vision. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think it's a fair. I think that's fair. It's very possible. 
Don't like it. I it's don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it to happen, but that's that's what it's looking like. All right, so uh, what do we got? Nathan. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's an odd last name. I'm, uh, hey, Kyle? I think he, I think Kyle? his 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 Facebook name looks like cuz it's not even Nathan, it's Nahatan. It's Natan. Natan. Uh I think I think he either into deliberately shuffled his name around in uh in Facebook or he uh or he is from a foreign country. <laughs> okay. Uh Nathan uh, yeah, that's no no foreign country has H's and G's next to each other. This is I don't know what this is, uh, but Nathan. I'm assuming your name is Nathan. They do though. H's and G's. Uh, yeah. In uh, I believe it's Thai. That's a, a last name. It's just H G. Or no, it's N G. My bad. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Dumb. Anyway, Nathan, thank you. Uh, he said inspired by your feedback episode, and he says an amazing Photoshop job of. Uh, Tango and Cash, the cover of Tango and Cash with Stakar and Ego <laughs> as the written in the perfect font that just like going <laughs> wonderfully with this Tango and Cash box. And it's like a Stakar and Ego buddy cop film. I love it. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> Young Stakar and Ego, too. That's awesome. <laughs> that is great. Uh, let's see. Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook that uh, James Gunn posted a thing regarding Wonder Man. And I read it. I read James Gunn's uh, whole thing. It's talking about the Simon Williams Film Festival because uh, James right. Gunn and Nathan Fillion are great friends, along with Michael Rooker. And um, I think he mentioned somebody else. Anyway, so he's great friends with Nathan Fillion. He, he involves Nathan Fillion in literally everything that he does. And he wanted Nathan Fillion to have a great, like, large part in the MCU. He didn't want to give him like random guard number two or whatever and mm-hmm. just like completely blow his chances out of the water of <clears throat> having something good. And he thought about Simon Williams being kind of a douchebag, but you know, good actor, becomes a superhero, a little bit of a douche, but you know, ultimately a hero. And was like, that's Nathan Fillion's character in everything. <laughs> And it's not that Nathan Villain is that. He's just really good at acting that. So yeah, like, he's, a, he's, he's wonderful at that character. He's wonderful with that character. So that would be a perfect thing for him is to have Simon Williams be played by Nathan Fillion. But just the, the slowed down part where they pass over the Simon Williams Film Festival got cut because it kind of slowed down the movie a little bit just for that, that one section. And unfortunately, they had to take that out. So uh, the only... The only part of it that uh, that will live on is through the the posts online and his post there, um, because you know when they when they did it day of the people all of the extras there were really excited about it and were taking pictures of the posters. Right. I so he started taking those posters and put like posting them online just so that everybody can still see them. That's awesome. Uh, I love that. Uh... It's it's a, so it's a picture of Nathan Fillion playing Simon Williams in a movie inside the movie where he is playing where Simon Williams is playing Tony Stark. <laughs> yes, it's pretty awesome. And it, it looks like a Steve Jobs. It type. It does look like Steve thing. Jobs. It's so funny. He's wearing the black turtleneck and everything. It's just the like Tony Stark is the Steve Jobs of their universe. <laughs> it's real fun. He, he created the I Iron Man suit. <laughs> the I Ron Man suit. Yeah, the Iron Man suit. <laughs> Ron Man, what's a Ron Man? <laughs> Sorry, that, the Iron Man suit. I like it. 
Uh, anyway, so next up, uh, Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, since Jeff is, if I recall correctly, a Microsoft certified engineer. Oh, by the way, I think the rest of these contain slight spoilers for things in the MCU. Uh, nothing too crazy, but they were minor mentions of things that have happened in other MCU content. Let's so just these, open it up. Spoilers for everything. So spoiler alerts. I just want to throw them out there. We're going to talk about other content that has come before if you're not um, current on everything get out and even even that i would say is probably a bit of a harsh and none of this is too spoilery it's just little things that we're probably might get us into talking about spoilers so okay just throwing it out there all right so jeffrey james says since jeff is if i recall correctly a microsoft certified engineer i thought he'd be interested to know that i was the person the first person to tell grad con microsoft's cmo chief marketing officer that, spoilers, a Zune is featured in the finale of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Khan is a pretty big deal in Microsoft. He's got responsibility for marketing $35 billion yearly software sales and has 300 marketers working for him. Nice guy, too. Very sensible. Uh, how did I get into a conversation with him? Believe it or not, he wanted to talk to me rather than the other way around, which just shows that Bizarro World is now spreading outside of Washington, D.C. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Jeffrey James, uh, he's an he's an author, so he's got his own his own blog, um, interview type show, website, whatever you want to call it, uh, where he talks to a you know a lot of big business people and and if he doesn't interview somebody, he's talking about you know the secrets to success kind of things like how yeah, to yeah. be successful in business and in life. That's cool. I should listen to his you, stuff. Yeah, more. we both probably should. <laughs> Hey, man, I, can I, you tell us how to do this podcast thing successfully? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's awesome. That's really, it's, it's cool Cool when, like... It's cool that you got to talk to Grad Khan. I, I haven't really followed his stuff very much, because, like, I'm not into the marketing stuff of Microsoft. I really want to know how everything actually works, rather than how they say it's going to work. <laughs> um, you know, that's always different. But uh, it's really cool that you got to talk to such a higher up dude and, and that he wanted to talk to you and came to you about it. That's really cool. That is really rad. Uh, I, I, wonder, I wonder if he has, that guy has anything to do with the Zune. Like, I feel like uh, that maybe Microsoft is missing out if they don't reintroduce the Zune after the Guardians. You know? Like, if they introduce the specialty Zune, just like, even if it was just a simple stripped down mp3 player no man that connected to their whatever i want a zune that has the ravager logo oh, emblazoned on the back oh yeah all right yeah you won me over they should absolutely do that <laughs> just full on make it bring back the zune you with know, the ravager it, logo. it needs to be the colors of the milano and it needs to have the ravagers logo on the back the cool thing is i feel like james gunn partially did that to help out cosplayers because finding the exact tape tape player that uh <laughs> It's the a lot Star easier Lord to find using, a Zune. It's a lot easier to find a Zune. They're a lot newer. <laughs> they are. And you know, the uh, on eBay, the sales of that type of tape deck have just skyrocketed. Oh, for sure. Gone I'm through sure the roof. I'm sure they're expensive. Now everyone can cosplay with just a simple Zune, which is probably the cheapest thing right now. Uh, it That's might rad. be. Pretty, Maybe. Probably just, pretty cheap. Just depends. All right, so Roland Smoker said to us on Facebook, will Claire Temple end up being the Phil Coulson of the Defenders and die <sighs> well we've 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 definitely discussed this before that it's a possibility i don't want it to be i don't want it to be i want her to live damn it <laughs> i really do i like claire temple so much yep. make a call now though is she dying 
Claire Temple going to be the Coulson? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, yeah, I think so. Interesting. I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with no. Please? I want no to happen. You're probably right, though. No! Stop! Don't give in to the dark side! Part of me, you know, she's kind of a big star. I'm actually honestly surprised she's done as much with it as she has. Because she's been in every show. And and some of the shows have been a big part of the show. Like, that's a lot to be on that many seasons of shows, like, in two years or whatever. Yeah, she's got strong ties to everybody. Like, except for maybe Jessica Jones. She doesn't have that strong a tie to Jessica Jones. But everybody else, she's got pretty strong ties to. Like, everybody has been pretty involved with Clara Temple in some form or fashion. Yeah. So, for her to be the the Phil Coulson and, and bring everybody together, like, they need the push. Here's what I'm hoping. That she will be that role, but she won't have to die to do it. <laughs> She'll just get, like, severely injured, put into a comatose state. It, I, yeah. I kind of feel like her, or just getting kidnapped or something, you know, like maybe like that could, that could do it. Just rally them together to save her. Uh, that would be fine too. I don't think they necessarily, I think they're all also already motivated enough, you know? Yeah. Especially, maybe. especially Matt Murdock and Iron Fist. Well, yeah, Murdock and Iron Fist are, but like, what does Luke Cage have if you don't have Claire Temple there? That's true. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Claire Temple thing happens, which makes him have to seek out help. Uh, you know, she has been involved with the, I feel like the hand kidnapping her would be a pretty big, Yeah. or what if she like, it's been said that Danny is the one that rallies everybody behind him to fight this, this big threat. What if, what if she's a black sky? Get out, get out right now. What if, what if they turn her into like a super, super powered villain? For for the last no. the defenders and they have to that instead of being the Colson she turns out to be like the thing they have to fight. Oh no, <laughs> that'd be rough. Be rough. That's so bad. <sighs> so Brent Clark said to us on Twitter at MCU Cast, Pac Man was Peter using his powers with his heart. Tie back to Yondu's line and Peter wanting to build weird shit. That is true. He said, "I thought it was weird until I realized that." I was like, "Yeah, okay." Okay. Yeah. I, I never thought it was just weird. I thought it was like, hey, that's Peter doing silly things. I definitely I definitely saw the tie in there. That that's what was going on. I, I just didn't mind it. I thought it was just great. I, I thought it was a little... I mean, I can get, I definitely get... I can understand the, uh, the, the perspective that it was too fast. Like, he learned how to do that all too fast. But... Uh, yeah. I just thought it was a great joke. <laughs> just like... <laughs> It, I'm not going to be so hung up on it. It works for me because of the heart thing and because, you know, he has the power to do it. He's just got to use his heart. You just got to believe. Yeah. Uh, so Eric sent us an email saying, hi, guys. I love your podcast. And I don't mean to be hypercritical, but when you were talking about Black Bolt in your news episode, you said that he allows Medusa to talk for him and just gives looks. That is only partially correct. In the books, sorry, I can't give an issue number. Uh, They do make reference to the fact that when he was young and segregated from the rest of the royal family, he did develop a form of sign language with Medusa so that they could talk to each other. So the fact that they are incorporating that into the show is accurate to the books. I think it is used less in the books because it's hard to show sign language in comic book format. Thanks for all the work you do, Eric. 
Thank you for correcting us, Eric. You know what? I need it every now and again. I'm not the <laughs> comics expert. I've I've claimed to be the more comic book enthused one of the you two of definitely, us. Definitely, you know more and are more enthused than I am by com- like the, the the source material, and that's yes. that's good. We need that a little bit, but we're not we're definitely not experts on most of the comics side. Uh, so thank you, Eric. Uh, yeah. any, any other any other corrections send them our way. We don't mind the criticism at all. Um, but that's actually, that excites me because not only does that mean it's, it's accurate to the source material, but it's accurate to like kind of a deep cut in the source material. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, it was, I, I, because of this email, I went and looked it up. It was, um, it was most recently mentioned in, uh, in humans versus X-Men, which has been a more recent line of comics, more recent crossover event, but, uh, definitely one that is not as incredibly popular, you know? Gotcha. Well, I, yeah, I just think that it's interesting that, you know, it's not a fact that everyone knows necessarily, but it's a thing from the books and they're using it. And that's just, that's a good thing. Uh, it just means they have a an actual love for the source material, which is cool. Yeah. We have one uh, voicemail here. Do we? We do. Let's, uh, let's hear this voicemail. Hey, this is Mike in Colorado. I'm still not clear as to why Ego had to kill Peter Quill's mom. Was it because he knew he'd been back to Earth three times, and if he went back a fourth time, he wouldn't be able to leave, and so he had to kill her? Or was it because he had to kill her in order to get Peter Quill to not want to stay on Earth? I I'm totally I'm, don't know. So his stated reason was definitely that if he, if he left her alive, he would return again. Um, yeah, he said specifically, if I went back a fourth time, I knew I wouldn't leave. And so, so, so I did what I had to do. He did what he had to do. But what the, what the underlying, I think the interesting underlying tone is, um, you know, at one point in the movie, he tells, uh, Star-Lord that he has to start thinking about things on an infinite level. Stop thinking about these, stop, stop, basically stop caring about these mortals. Yeah. They're not what you need to be concerned with. You need to be concerned with the, the bigger, more eternal purposes that we have. Yep. Um, and, and I think that that showing his complete lack of care, like the, the fact that he loves her and would want to stay with her is why he kills her. But, that is, it's such a selfish love. His love is completely one-sided because he only views her as a vessel. A, well, a vessel, I, I wouldn't say that. Because he, he says he, he legitimately loves her and would, would, would stay with her if he came back. So I think he just legit, he, just believe, he loves her, but in a way that is like, he loves having her. He thinks of her as like a possession that is his. It's like he threw her away like you delete an app from your phone when you when you're when you're when playing, you're playing it too much. much. Yeah. That's that's the that's the <laughs> <laughs> I had to delete a couple apps from my phone a couple weeks ago. And that is how temporarily he views these characters. Uh you're playing a game too much, you're spending too much time on something that is not uh, not investing in the things you truly care about, so you have to throw it away. Um, you have to get it out of your sight, and that's what he did. You know, um, thinking about it, it's a very Sith outlook. Um, I remember from one of the books called Deception, I think it was, where or no, it was, might have been Deceived. Anyway, it was one of the books uh, talking about the uh, the Old Republic universe, and Darth Malgus was the was the chief character. Yeah. in that. 
And he ended up having to kill the love of his life in order to achieve that full Sith power and, and make sure that all of the plans he had for himself came to fruition. Right. Because he didn't want other people to be able to use that love against him. That's a strong element in a lot of, uh, you know, sort of genre stuff or, or especially fantasy where you have to like kill the one you love to achieve the power you want to achieve. Yeah. I was just Choose. watching. That was the case. And it's not too much of a spoiler because it's in the first moments of the movie. Uh, but I just watched King Arthur uh, the other morning. Okay. And the main villain who is play, who is the king is also a mage and he, uh, to boost his power has to kill uh his his beloved or like someone that he loves to like offer them as a sacrifice and that and it's like a it's an element that plays plays into the plot of the movie but uh it's real dark just dark stuff <laughs> i've heard that that movie's not very good it's pretty good okay i you know i'm not a big i'm not a, i don't look at most things critically i look at things as a fan and try to enjoy them but like uh it didn't do very well in theaters but it's guy ritchie and guy ritchie I think has a great style. He um, does London crime drama like magnificently, which and that's mostly what he's done. And so I thought it was really interesting that he's doing a King Arthur movie. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool, uh, even, even you talk about London crime drama, even his Sherlock Holmes is London crime drama. Like even though it's a different time period. So for him to go back and do a King Arthur movie, I thought was a really interesting idea. And so that's why I went to see it because Guy Ritchie's name was on it. And, uh, and I thought it was cool. I, you know, it's it. One of the cool things I thought about it was, you know, how in the '90s they put superheroes in all black leather because the Matrix was popular. Yeah, and they didn't care about the source material. Yeah, the the, the source material, the legend of the King Arthur has a lot to do with magic. Yep. And in the '90s, we got a few King Arthur movies, uh, and they're just they're just sword fighting movies, basically. And archery movies, there's no magic. They just don't. They just ignore that, and or they might have a little sprinkling of it. It was. It's kind of like I I, can, I compare the two. Genre fiction in the '90s was kind of like let's 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 make everything gritty and real. <laughs> let's 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 try not to put too much fantasy or supernatural bits in it. Yeah. Um. What I liked about this is it took uh, a major a major major plot points and major points in the movie hinge hinge on uh magic powers and like kind of the conflict of sword and sorcery like mm-hmm. literally sword versus sorcery and like the conflict of people that have have attained power in this world by the sword and by their armies and then people that have attained this like sort of spiritual uh magic powers and like and and it's and it's not even like a binary good versus evil. It's like there's kind of on both sides. And I just, I I thought it was kind of interesting and cool that they went there with it instead of just making a Guy Ritchie sort of. Uh, it, but it was dripping of Guy Ritchie. He a lot of like out of time. Uh, I love non chronological movies. Yeah. And, and 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 they do that a lot on Agents of Shield too. I love and they did a lot of that in the movie where they jump around. Like he's telling a story, but he keeps jumping back and telling the beginning of the story that he was just telling, and then he'll tell the end of it, and then jump back to the middle and shed light on the story in a different way because right. of the way you tell it. I just okay. Guy Ritchie's cool. I liked it. <laughs> well, it might end up being one of those like um, one of those cult classics where I doubt it. It'll probably be <laughs> it'll probably be utterly forgotten, but. 
I thought it was pretty good. I did not okay. think it was. It, it's gonna. I think it was a failure economically, and probably won't have. I mean, Guy Ritchie fans will probably like it, but all right, that's probably about it. You know. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's all we got for today, I believe. Yeah, you know, a few minutes talking about something completely not universe. Hey, that that we often end with stuff like that. Yeah, we do. We try to save it for the end, at least. It's like, all right, we're tangenting pretty hard. I guess let's call it. <laughs> Thank you guys for all your feedback. Thank you for everything. Uh, all Thanks for sitting through this. Uh, and we appreciate you very much. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you mm-hmm. want to find more from us, hit us up at MCU mcucast.com at mcucast on twitter facebook.com slash mcucast mcucast at gmail.com or now brand new patreon.com slash mcucast uh you can go there to support us we'd really appreciate it it's your first chance to do that and hey we actually don't have a topic for next week so the first person who goes and subscribes and gives us three dollar at the three dollar level which is admittedly a good bit uh, but if you if first person to do that, and we've had we've just had people ask us how to how to support the show, we're finally giving you an avenue. So if you've been wanting to support the show for years, and you've got like years worth of support just built up in your belly, and you want to and you want to go, <laughs> you just a, let it out. Throw some money at us. First person to subscribe at three dollar level will be the first person put in the rotation to uh to to commission an episode. And if you get it to us soon. We'll we'll do it next week. Yeah. Uh, if not, we'll probably recap some Agents of Shield and do some news and maybe some Iron Fist. We still have a few things to clean up from this season, uh, some Iron Fist feedback and such. So we'll we may get back to that. Yeah, we might have to do just a looking forward, looking back kind of. Yeah, we we got we've, we've got plenty to talk about, but I'd love to hear what you guys want to hear. Uh, so check check that out. We'd love it. We'd love it. Uh, appreciate you guys. We'll be with you soon. Until next time, true believers.